Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, we're back, we're black, we're brown ambition. Hey, Mandy. Hey, how was your three-day weekend? Excelente. I spent it in the, I don't know, I don't, it's Col- does Colorado have Rocky Mountains? I, I think know. that's the Rockies, correct. Yes, but I spent them in the Rocky Mountains of Denver, Colorado, oh. being outside nonetheless. That sounds beautiful. What were you doing there? Uh, so th- there's an organization called Girl Trek, G-A-I-R-G-I-R-L, Trek, T-R-E-K. I was and, like, uh, what you know, are you spelling? <laughs> I don't know what I was spelling. <laughs> I was spelling Girl Trek. <laughs> Go ahead. So it was awesome. It's, it was um, co-founded by a woman named Morgan and Vanessa. And they just had this concern for Black women and their health. And so they said, you know, if we could just get out and walk like a half an hour a day, it would just make a tremendous difference in the health of black women. Because, you know, black women have like, as far as women are concerned, like have the highest incidence of like um, diabetes and like, you know, blood, high blood sugar and hypertension, all these things they tell you. And so um, they just were like, what if we could create some sort of movement to really get black women to move? And what they realized, which I thought was really um, awesome, because Girl Trek is 600,000 women strong. I think at the actual conference, I guess you can't even call it that, but for lack of a better word, conference, which they call the stress protest, um, there was about 600 or so more women, but it was awesome. Like we, like Girl Trek, um, they have these like blue t-shirts. And so as soon as I got off the plane, like, and we got to like wherever we're supposed to meet, you just see a blue, uh, a sea of blue t-shirts. And it was just awesome to see all of these women from all around the country um, come together and like, like do all these outdoor kind of activities. You know, what's so crazy. So I brought my, like last minute, I found my Fitbit, which I have not been wearing. And I brought it with me. Mandra, I walked, um, over 25 miles in those few days. Damn. And you feel like it when I tell you. And like, so I went on a hike, which is really great. I, I did like the intermediate, um, um, like beginner hike, which was really great. I also, um, they had like trap yoga. Amazing. They had double Dutch aerobics. Amazing. This sounds I, like I, my dream workout class. Was, trap what? yoga. Yes. <laughs> Don't it understand. Was so Cause it was like, you know, it was traditional yoga poses, but like Solange was playing and like, you know, like it was just like Drake. It was just, it, it, he played like really dope music while working you through like, you know, like the sun salutation. So that was awesome. They also had like this Vogue class, like a self-love Vogue class. They had something called the sound bath, which was like, um, 
you kind of like lay on the ground and then like they play like these vibrational sounds to kind of like increase your, 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 your vibrations. And honestly, it was really dope. What else is that? Oh, I did acupuncture, massage. Um, there was so many things. And so, so it's really like a conference where you like, do you stay in that same hotel? Is there like a registration fee or something? Yeah. So there's, I, I believe it was like maybe like five or $600, but what it's so great about it, it includes your, your, um, your room, all the food and transportation. I mean, you, you have to pay for your flight because, you know, they can't know where you're coming from. Um, but so they did it at the, the Y. When they said it was at the YMCA, I was like, what? Because, you know, the YMCA where I live, it's like a little small little building. But no, this YMCA is a property with like acres and acres and acres of land. And so they've got like little cabins. We stayed in like, a, it was like, I don't want to, it wasn't really a hotel. It was like, uh, I guess it was like, hotel slash cabin I guess you can kind of call it it was like two people per room but it was really cute and like like um outdoorsy like everything was like wood trim and stuff like that and then they also have like a main hall dining hall where everyone could eat so we weren't the only groups there there were like I guess people have like um there were like church groups and like families were there so that's when we all ate but we took over specific like lodges where we stayed um, but it was just such an amazing experience. They even had a napping class. Okay. Napping. It, it, Did so, you get a little blue and red mat and everything? Well, you know, I that, that class, I missed <laughs> it. That was so mad. Some people were like, it was amazing that you literally went in and they like did soothing talking and, and sound just to relax and woosa. They were just, what I loved, it was like a mix of, cause I taught a class called financial wholeness. So it was a mix of like, you know, like classes but then also like physical activities that were classes so it was it was just and then I they they I don't know how how long they must have planned for this because everything was branded in this beautiful way it just was so well done I've been to a lot of conferences and this was like the anti-conference because you know you go to a conference you sit in a room the person sits at the front and it's like la 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 I know the things you want to know me and then you go to the next room, same thing, the experts on the stage, la, 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 I know the things you want to know me. But that wasn't this at all. This was like, hey, instead of sitting in the classroom, I mean, some things were in the classroom, but it was like, hey, I went on a hike before I went for this class. And the next class, we're taking a nap. And the next class, like, they literally had arts and crafts. It felt like summer camp where you're like, oh, I can paint outside. There were like dance sessions where you're like, oh, they just played music and everyone was just dancing. When I tell you the level of joy, I didn't realize how anxious I was here in New Jersey until I came back. Because what I like too is that they didn't really have any um, um, uh, internet or phone access, like very little. So I was cut off from a lot of like, quote unquote, like the work stuff that I have to do. Plus it was a holiday weekend. So it wasn't like anybody was doing work anyway. But, and then I got back to Jersey and I felt like this flood of not full-fledged anxiety, but like anxiety. I was like, wow, the difference. And it made me realize like, okay, because I would never have like classified myself as someone who's anxious, but coming back, I, I kind of felt the world rush in and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So one of the things I like I was determined to do was um, I actually went for a walk because one of the classes I took was about how to de-stress and how to um, get clear and focus and still, because I'm like, I feel like I'm always on 10. And so I took that class and something she said, it seemed like so small, but it really resonated. She had us like kind of like do this like writing activity where we wrote down the last time we felt joy and like, oh, so times that we just feel joy in general. And so I did that and it was like, oh, when my niece and my nephew came over or, you know, talking to my sister on the phone or laughing with Jarrell or taking a walk. I actually like walking. And I realized a lot of the things I had on there, like I don't do them that often. And she, we, we talked about like as a group, 
why are so many things that we say we experience joy, but they're things that we're not duplicating in our life over and over. Like if hanging out with my niece and my nephew gives me joy. I mean, my sister would love for me to babysit 24 hours a day. <laughs> you know, like go see them, especially after work. I know she's exhausted. Like they literally live probably not even a 10 minute walk from my house, a two minute drive. I could be like, okay, I know she gets home at seven. I'm going to meet her at the house. I'm going to watch the kids relax. And then I get joy as she gets rest, you know? And so I just thought about that, that like, that was like the, probably the biggest takeaway from that class was, which is just to multiply the joy. You write down the things that give you joy the last time you felt it and ask yourself, how can I do that again and again and again? Like I, I actually enjoy walking, but I rarely walk. And I don't know why, because I work for myself at home. So this morning I woke up and I was like, I had a, I had a, um, a PR call with um, myself, Drina and my COO, Karen, we have a PR call every, every other Tuesday. So I had a PR call um, every other Tuesday. And so um, I, I was walking and talking. I'm like, Tiffany, take the PR call on a walk. And because uh, Drina came with me, so did um, Karen, my COO. And so did Tamika, who I have um, several chapter, uh, uh, Dreamcatcher chapters. So if y'all are just new listening, like Dreamcatchers were about 800,000 women deep. We're like the beehive, like Beyonce's beehive, but for personal finance. And so I wanted them all to come so we could see how can we enhance our group and community experience. So I could see like what it looked like when it was done at the level of excellence. And Girl Trek is awesome. And it, it went so well. We I, I met with um, one of the founders, Morgan, and we're actually going to do things together. Because we, we have a lot of overlap since a lot of my, my audience is also African-American women, most of my audience, and since they cater to African-American women. And so we're going to start with something called a wealth walk, which I'm so excited about, which is just girl trekkers walk every week together anyway. Um, but like one of those walks, we will focus on talking about money. So I'm going to create like a series of questions and um a series of like maybe definitions to talk about and like a little video that they can watch as they're walking, like right before they walk so they can discuss the, discuss that, that wealth walks lesson. So it just made me really excited about, you know, just some things that we could do together, but then I can also bring back to Dreamcatcher so they can do as well. So honestly, I had an, a bomb.com weekend, despite the fact that we were like in like, you know, I'm, I don't consider myself an outdoorsy person, but we were that time. Like I said, 25 plus miles is what I walked just from like going to get something to eat, going to go paint, going to jump, what you know, going to going on our hike or whatever. It was just like I said, it was just an amazing experience and beautiful too. That sounds really nice. Um, it was. Yeah, I did that for Mental Health Month. I tried took conference calls on walks and but then it got to be like 100 degrees and 100% humidity and then I stopped. But I'm getting back on now that the weather is nice out. I've been getting out a lot a lot more. Um, but that makes me actually want, I've never looked into like doing a wellness retreat or a conference just like for myself. Cause I, you always think of conferences as being like something you do for work or for your business. But and especially if you take, it's such a, it sounds like such a good way to spend time with your girlfriends and catch up. Yeah. It, honestly, cause I like, um, Drina, I, cause you have to, you, you share room. So, because, you know, I obviously was going with someone. Um, so it was just so nice. We got to like, cause I feel like, like for me, you know, like I've known Drina, who's my publicist. So if you know Drina, she's my publicist. She like has some like really like high level clients. And so sometimes, you know, but she's also my best friend and I've known Drina since she was nine. Um, and so sometimes like we say that all the time that sometimes we're like, you know, we, we talk, but we, we talk, I talk to Drina every day, typically multiple times a day, but it almost always is about, oh, did you do the thing? And CNBC wants to know, and can you do the real and da, 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 you know, and sometimes it's like, we don't, 
like, when's the last time we just said, hey, girl, your hair is cute, you know, just like girlfriend out without it leading to also talking about business. And so it was nice because we didn't talk about business because it really, you know, like we couldn't really use our phones. Um, we couldn't really like, it was just like, oh, isn't that flower so pretty? We take my picture by this mountain or like, you know, like we've just nice just to be friends. So that part was really nice. So I highly, highly, highly recommend if you go to girltrek.com, you could join the movement. You can like look for the next, um, the next, you can find a walk local to you, which is dope. And, you know, signing up for a girl for, um, stress protest next year. Honestly, it's such a, even if you don't go with someone, the women are so friendly girl. It was just a bunch of, Hey baby, you good, baby. Okay. You, you need, are you, are you good? I mean, it was just black women are just amazing. And it was just like a love fest of just amazing, positive, just, yeah, it just was just, I, I never, I've never, I'd never done anything like that before. It just was like a love fest of like, of women like me. And so I, I highly recommend it if you guys are looking for, for some way to get out there. And something that Morgan said that I thought was really interesting. And then we can, you know, chat about something else is, but she said that what they started Girl Trek to talk about health, but what they found, found what it really was a cure for loneliness that sometimes as an adult, you know, it's hard to make new friends or maybe you've moved to a new area or just maybe you've just like, you know, you and your friends just don't connect like you used to. And she found that women were coming out and just really getting to know other women. And then let's just say you've been on a walk three or four times and you don't make the fifth, the sixth, the seventh one, like your, 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 your local walk, you know, liaison, whatever, they check in on you. Like, Mandy, where you been, girl? You okay? Like, you haven't been for a walk? No, I don't feel like, well, we're going to come get you. No, 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 we'll be here. We're here. Outside. Come outside. Like, and I just love that. She was just like that they found that because health is not just about, I want to get snatched or whatever. Like, health is mental and emotional health. And she said that it was just like, that's an awesome side effect to like walking with others. That it wasn't just that you were getting healthy physically, but like it was really mentally and emotionally helping to support. And some walks actually walk and pick up trash. Some, some walk and take pictures. So they're like, people are using their walks for like, like, you know, like multitasking on their walk and just making the most of it. I just thought that that was just really amazing and dope. Or sometimes they'll walk and, and do volunteer work. And so I just, honestly, I just can't say enough about Girl Trek and what an awesome, dope organization. And like I said, if you want to learn more, it's Girl Trek dot com and they're amazing yeah i mean we've gotten questions from remember there was a listener who had a question about being lonely like how do you make friends in your late 30s or 40s it's something that people don't talk enough about and having just moved away from the city to i live i live like 30 minutes away from manhattan now where a lot of my friends live and you know a lot also our friend now i'm in my 30s our friends are also moving on to suburbs or different places and I've I've definitely had weekends where I'm just like, do I have friends? Where where mm. are my people? I'm so lonely. I have nothing to do, um, nowhere to go, no one to see, and it can be really isolating. And yes. I'm actually, I am worried. I'm trying not to focus on the negative so much, but I am worried because I'm due in the winter time. There's already you know just to do stuff in my area. I got to get in a car and go somewhere. Um, and I'm worried like what's going to happen when I have this baby in the middle of winter and it's going to be dark at 4 p.m. and I'm going to be alone and I'm going to be going nuts and I'm trying and I, I actually posted on this mom's group. There's all these moms of, of whatever town Facebook groups like you, okay. I'm sure you have a bunch wherever you wherever you guys lived and someone recommended I just like join this moms of my town's Facebook group and I got in 
And I, I woke up as I do at like 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, because I had to pee, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I'm scrolling and I was like, let me post something because I was just feeling, I was like, I need to ask this of people in my area. So I asked in the group, I just left a comment saying, you know, for moms who've had babies in this area in the wintertime, what did you do so you didn't feel so isolated? Am I even, like, am I crazy for even thinking that I'll want to be able to leave the house with a newborn? And I forgot about it because it was 2 a.m. and I was delirious. And then a, a few days later, I signed into to Facebook and I had like a flood of responses from, oh, from women who, who had like winter babies. And they were like, yes, you have to get out of the house. You have to talk. There's like walking groups at the mall and there's you, there's newborn yoga and made me feel not not crazy. alone because yeah. you're not honestly and that's why I just think I me mean, whether it's girl trek or whatever like it doesn't obviously have to be this but it's just I think just in general it's just important that that you you know that people connect with other people there there was like this study where they found like this small little this small little um uh town in Italy where it was either they had no incidence of cancer I don't think it was cancer I think it was um no heart attacks or strokes. And they were trying to figure out how or why was it diet? Was it exercise? Was it this? Was that? It wasn't that at all that this small little town that people visit each other every single day, like they checked in on everyone. And they found that when you are in community with others, like the health benefits cannot be I mean, there's just, just the health benefits are just extreme. Like, even if, you know, you have this big Italian diet of like sauces and riches and butter and all that kind of stuff, you know, like despite all of that, that those things can be offset with just being in community with others. So I just think that that's such an important thing. And um, I'm just glad that you got, you know, your response and, and just for anyone listening, because it is hard if you move someone new, somewhere new, just know like, either, you know, whether it's girl track or you just hit Facebook up and just type in maybe something that you enjoy, like moms that travel or traveling, like Newark has a Newark moms group. I know that. Or like, I know I'm part of no madness, which is like a, a brown black, well, it's not just girls, but like a brown black traveling group where like, you know, someone, I remember when I was first starting to travel, I, I, I joined it cause I was traveling alone mostly. And I would, they call it throwing up the back si- signal. I would throw up the back signal in no madness. And I remember, like, I went to San Francisco for the first time, and I went by myself. And, like, three women were like, oh, I live here. And they took me around. And one woman was a was a jazz singer. It was like, here's tickets to my jazz show tonight. So I went. And one woman was like, this is my favorite restaurant. She took me. It was just awesome. And so I just encourage people that you're, you know, that if you feel alone, to reach out. And social media, um, there's a social component to media, to social media that you can really lean into. And um, I'm just glad that you did. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, my weekend, you know, I won't bore you guys, but I don't want to like, and I I certainly don't want to overshadow what you did, but I did watch all eight episodes of that new Styling in Hollywood show on Netflix with the guys who style like Taraji P. Henson and like a lot of black actors in Hollywood. It's so good. I was going to say, is it? (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's one, it's like a black gay couple, black male gay couple, and their business is part styling Hollywood, part interior designing for Hollywood. And so they're like designing homes for like Gabrielle Union and Dulé Hill and obviously, yeah, obviously like styling people like Taraji P. Henson and Ava DuVernay. It's it's good quality half hour television if you guys are looking for something to uh, fill your mornings with. So that's that's what I did. And, you know, I hope that inspired you guys to stay connected with people and, and, and you know, just like Tiffany's weekend did. 
I felt very no. connected to my couch. <laughs> no, honestly, I saw, I forget, I think I saw like something on Instagram about it. And I was like, wait a minute, this looks so good. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm glad that it was good. Ooh. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Well, I'm so glad you had a good time. Girl Trek, I'm going to check it out too. Okay. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. questions i know we always have really great questions i'm always excited um when it's time for questions because you guys make me stretch and think like hmm Hmm, yeah so let me go to the reader mailbags again you guys can hit us up at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com with your questions or also on instagram at brandambitionpodcast or you can go directly to our website brandambitionpodcast.com and click ask us anything to shoot us a question all right, so we have a question, and guess what, guys? I'm going to read it because I can read. Um, so, hey, ladies. Firstly, I just love you, and she's 30 years old. She's a CPA. She's living in Europe with her boyfriend. She says, you ladies continue to feed my passion for personal finance. Woo woo. My dilemma is dirt. As great as I am at reading and listening in about personal finance, I still have about $12,000 of credit card debt that I'm working to pay off. So she just got a bonus at work for $9,000. Great. And she'd like to use it all toward her debt. However, that's not enough to cover the full balance. She participates in her company stock plan where they get shares at a discounted rate. And she has some long-term shares that she'd like to trade in for cash and use toward the rest of the debt balance. That's $3,000. Because obviously $9,000 bonus, $3,000 from cashing in her stock. She'd like to know if this is the best route to go. She knows that she will owe taxes on the stock sale, uh, but the capital gains um, tax will be lower since she held the stock for more than a year and taxes will be lower than the 19% APR being charged on her credit cards. So her her capital gains tax, meaning whenever you sell stock, you have to you have to you pay taxes on like the, the earnings, basically the gains. And right now her interest rate on her credit card is 19%, which is kind of high. Um, and she doesn't have much savings right now, so she's hesitant to throw all the money at her debt. But if she can eliminate the credit card debt payments, she can save more freely. Any advice is appreciated. Thank you. Did I say her name? Jessica. 
Yeah, I, did, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if she wanted me to say it. But I feel like that's not a. This is not like a. You know, I don't know, like some crazy question. Thank you, Jessica. Okay, Jessica, what's your European boyfriend? Well, living in Europe with her boyfriend. Um. So, do you want to start, Mandra? So the key question here is: she's got twelve thousand dollars of credit card debt. She has nine thousand dollars coming from a bonus, but yep. it's not even going to be enough to cover the full balance. So she wants to sell three thousand dollars worth. Um, stock. of stock to to pay off her credit card. Is that a good idea? Yes. <sighs> I mean, I can't fault her. her... I knew it because you know me. I know, I know you, man. Yeah, You're I, like, ooh. I can't adverse. fault her logic. I can't fault her logic. I'm very debt averse. Yes, I'm sure that $3,000, you know, there's a chance it could make more than 19% in the market. But over the next 30 years, probably not on average, like probably looking more like 7 to 8%. Um, and honestly, if it's keeping you up at night, I have done this before. I have had RSUs vest at a company and I've used a chunk of it to pay off credit card debt um, just to in one fell swoop, just get rid of it um, and feel better. And if that makes you feel better, I say go for it. And it doesn't sound like you're completely trading in all the equity that you have access to um, at your job. So why not? And plus those, you know, I, th I think when an employer gives you um, shares or RSUs or whatever stock buying options, like if they give you that, you know, you can, that's another type of bonus. Um, and being a hundred percent, like for some people who have jobs where they get equity or they get bonus or they get some kind of equity grant from their employer, if that's the, their only money, you know, being invested, it's a little, to me, it's a little dangerous because you're sort of like tying up all your earning, all your wealth in one company. Like not only did they give you your paycheck, but you're also, um, also your investments are tied up with them too. So if you're lucky enough to be granted stock um, and it, you know, invests or you have access to it, um, I generally think go ahead and either diversify, you know, sell it, get rid of it, um, you know, use it to pay off debt if you have it or, you know, diversify it into other investments so you're not, you know, tied up with just that one company. But that's just me. That's just well, me. I feel like my concern is not so much like, you know, like cashing in your stock or whatever. My concern is that the nine plus the three, you basically let you're letting. I mean, I, I'm if I'm not reading like it correctly, but I'm pretty much this means you have no savings. Right. That that would be my biggest concern is that you because I always say this, that no savings and no debt is debt. I'll say it again. No savings. And no debt is debt because if you have no savings whatsoever, you know, you, you've ditched it all, you put it all toward debt. You're like, Ooh, I'm debt free. Then the car breaks down. How you fin to fix the car? You're going to swipe your card because you're going to get right back in debt because as an adult, unexpected expenses happen. So that's my biggest concern with this is that I, 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 I think that, you know, using definitely some of this money toward the debt, and even if you want to use the majority of it, but I just encourage you to like, leave yourself a little bit of savings for cushion because as an adult things happen and I would hate for you to pay off this debt only to have to swipe the card again because something happened unexpectedly. So that's probably just like my little two cents is that, you know, leaving yourself with absolutely no savings. It's, it's, it's just something cause I'm debt averse as well, but you know, I'm also someone who is like, yikes, if something happens, I at least want a few thousand dollars in the bank to be able to manage some, like, you know, some minor to slightly major um, emergency. No, I think you're absolutely right. That's a great point to make. Thanks for bringing me back. <laughs> because I get it. Because I mean, honestly, 
Dan- Mandy and I are, su- I mean, I'm someone who bought my house in cash, okay? In cash, why? And I'm not going to lie. When I look back on it, it probably wasn't the best financial, like financially, finan- well, I, I vacillate back and forth whether it was the like the best use of our, our money. I mean, it wasn't all of our money, but still, but it's because, I'm not going to lie, I too am dead adverse. And so sometimes I try to take a step back and say, Tiffany, is this the wisest choice? I mean, I'm glad that we did because um, mentally and emotionally, having my first house lost to foreclosure was traumatizing. So I was like, what you're not going to do is take this house. So I understood why I made that choice. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we did because also it was a foreclosure and we got a half off. So either way, it was still a good investment. But still, sometimes I navigate too heavily on the debt adverse side. And I'm like, it, it's, it's, not, it's not helpful. It's like the law of diminishing returns. So sometimes, you know, you do something over and over and over again, which is something good, like pay off debt, pay off debt, pay off debt. But at some point you reach a, a, a block where any more paying off of this debt in this way actually, re- actually brings back diminishing returns, meaning actually is detrimental. It's like drinking water is great until... You drink too much water and then actually you are drowning your body from the inside. So like any good thing can be turned into a bad thing if if you overdo it is what I'm saying. So I just don't want that for you because I know it's something that I struggle with. I still struggle with because like I really look and I'm like, did we really have to pay for like the the six figure renovation of the house in cash? Because I'm like, dang on it, Tiffany. You could have put it and grown it. And then, you know, I just I'm trying to like I'm a re- I'm trying to be a reformed um, anti-debtaholic. And, um, like I said, I know debt is not a good thing, but sometimes you can put money toward things that can grow. Then you can actually be more effective in tackling that debt and still have money left over. And so I'm just giving you the advice that I wish somebody, you know, would give me sometimes. So, so Jessica, that, girl, huh? So with that nine K, like how much, you know, maybe save, like put a thousand, you know, in your emergency fund or something like that. That seems like a decent cushion to start with. And then if she were to pay the whole credit card off that full 12 K, then it just, you just have to like change your habits to get to a place where you're not, you're not going to be getting back into debt and that you'll be able, and that you have some like, you know, start actively paying down whatever is left because you didn't cash out um, your entire bonus to pay it off, like actively pay off and make that your new priority um, so that you're not in the same, you know, situation later. Yeah. So, yeah, because I mean, yeah, because it, and that too, because it's like that $12,000 that didn't come from nowhere. And so that's just a concern that like, okay, it, you might slip back into it and now you don't have any, any fallback of like to grab money from someplace because you've used your whole bo- um, bonus toward this. But I mean, all in all, you seem like you're in a good position. Just don't um, overextend yourself with getting rid of all of your savings. And thanks for your question, Jessica. Let's take, yes. can we do one more? We have a little bit of time. We sure can. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> this one comes from the gram. Where did it go? I just think this one's kind of funny. So this is from All Hail Queen B on Instagram. She says, I have a question on behalf of a friend. This friend has a remote job that pays a little over $80,000, and she decided to pack her bags and leave California to go where her money goes further. She decided to buy a home in Atlanta, but she's a little afraid with the recession looming, and she's wondering, is now the right time to buy a home? What up, ATL? Everyone's going to ATL right now. Yes, they are. They have been for the, for the last few years, though. I yeah. Mean, it's the Black Mecca. 
I know. I, I left too soon. So good. <laughs> interesting question. I mean, one, I think if you have no kids, no family, no ties, like, I don't know, I, especially because you can work like anywhere now. I'm like, everyone should just move to a place with a low cost of living because then you're instantly creating yes. more wealth for yourself. So I think that's really yep. smart. Does she need to she, buy a home right off the bat? I don't know about all that. Is um, she Where's she moving from? Did she say again? From California to Atlanta. California oh, yeah, to Georgia. Oh, yeah, child. Mm, that's going to be much lower. <laughs> so 80K. And there's fun. There's like cost of living calculators. I think I think I, I forget where I saw one. I'll try and put a link in. But you put in your you put in where you live now, your income now, and then you can put in where you're moving to and it'll just show you how much more your money is worth. I did that once to compare what I'm earning here and how much it'd be worth in Georgia. And I was like, I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, marriage and children and stuff. <laughs> and dog. Yeah. But the question, like, you know, is it is it a good time to buy a home with the recession looming? I mean, that's really difficult um, to yes. say. And this recession is, like we said in the last week's episode, it, it, it's shaping up to be very different than the housing crisis. I was going to say, this is not a housing crisis recession. Yes. And, and Atlanta was hard hit. You know, I had I had family in the, in the real estate business whose businesses almost tanked, you know, did go bankrupt because of the crisis there. Because and, and I lived in one of those neighborhoods that was next door to the um, the big development projects with all those like half million dollar houses that just stayed empty in 2006 and seven. Um, the problem back then was that people were getting approved for houses they couldn't afford on paper yes. with their income. As long as you are getting a house that you can't afford. And, you know, if if things were to go belly up, like you can afford your mortgage payments, you have savings. Um, it's not like it's a super terribly, you know, risky financial choice and you're in danger of ending up like these people were back in, you know, the early 2000s. Um, and I just looked on Lending Tree, you know, the company you work for and stuff. Uh, hey. And um, the interest rates are actually really good right now. They're so, so good. They're better than yeah. when I got my house a For year real, ago. Because a 30-year FHA loan um, is 3.22%. Um, that's what the interest rate is. And a 30-year fixed rate loan. Um, so FHA is typically, if you're like a first-time you know, um, home buyer, that you can qualify for that. There's some other things you have to do. But a 30-year fixed rate is 3.69. I mean, that's 3 point anything. For a mortgage, it's actually excellent. So it actually might be, because right now what that means is money is cheap right now. So you can, I mean, I don't know if like, you know, housing prices were dropped. I mean, many and I obviously we can't know that. But I do know that um, interest rates just a year ago were like 5%. I think when we went, when, when Jarrell and I were looking, so we, we thought we were going to get a mortgage. And um, this is a year ago before this house came on the market and the bank was like, no, we're only going to sell it for cash. But we were looking at like 5%. This was like a year ago. And so the, the interest rates are really good right now. So it's not a bad time as far as interest rates are concerned to borrow uh, money for a home. But like I, I, I would look to see where where you are buying are the as housing has it gone up pretty steadily? Is it a, is it like an up and coming neighborhood? That's also a good thing. Um, you know, so just look at housing prices in the area, do your comps, make sure you just do your research. So, you know, that, so it's either like two comps, like my parents live in a house or live in a neighborhood in Westfield, New Jersey, where it's pretty like a really nice neighborhood. And even during the recession, they, you know, they may have taken a dip, but they're right back at, at the top of the market as far as like homes are concerned. Cause Westfield has a great school system. It's very, a really beautiful, solid town with direct trains and transportation to New York. Now, where I live now in Newark is very much like pre-Brooklyn, you know, 1998 or whatever, where like Newark, 
it's a great time to buy because it's just starting to take off. Well, I mean, if you can even find anything, quite honestly, now, because no one, Newark is situated by New York, which has Brooklyn, Harlem is also situated by Jersey City. These are cities that it's the cost of living is so expensive that people are now looking to Newark, which normally was not considered a desirable town because they had some riots in the 60s and it really like tore Newark down. But now because the surrounding area is so expensive, Newark has an airport, Newark has transportation. So now, and Newark has like some of the lowest taxes in the state of New Jersey. Well, it's, it's in this area, that um, the Northeast part of New Jersey where I live. Um, and so as a result, you find houses that, you know, like, you know, our house, even at full price at like 380 or whatever, is still cheap compared to two towns over. And so I would also look to see, like, am I buying in a really solid neighborhood where, like, okay, these home prices are pretty rock solid. They don't really dip and trip. Or am I buying in an upcoming neighborhood where the surrounding neighborhoods are really expensive and so people are starting to spill over here and I can still get a good deal? So just remember that buying a house is, is an investment. And so think about it that way. Like, am I purchasing a home that years from now it's going to be the value is going to um, hold steady and grow a little bit or grow dramatically because I bought in a neighborhood where I like the house is it's undervalued momentarily. Yeah, those are all really good questions. And there's so many resource on, resources online that you can use from Zillow to Trulia um, to look at the, his, the history of home values in your exact zip code. Because really, like, yes, on the macro level, like recession looming, sure. But is one looming in the town that you're buying in in Atlanta? Like, it's almost like you need to look at like, the microeconomy and what's happening and where you live. And not the whole country does not respond to recessions in the same way. Um, it really depends on the, the location. So I agree. Look at your specific location. Talk to other home, homeowners in the area um, and ultimately make, make the best decision for you financially. And definitely don't try and get more than you can afford. And, you know, tell your friend that, quote unquote, friend. Who's this friend? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'll just say if I could buy something in Atlanta, that's my next goal is to buy an investment property back in Georgia. So hopefully that's not a bad decision, but we'll see. All right, guys. Thank you very much for your questions. Uh, again, we are Brand Ambition Podcast um, at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on email, you can also go to Instagram. We're at Brand Ambition Podcast on the gram. Yes, now it's time for Booster Break for all our family. Will you boost? Will you break? What will it be, Mandy? <laughs> I'm going to do a quick boost. I downloaded this book on my vacation because I went to I went on vacation with a novel and it was too short. And you know, you finish a book too early and I'm like, damn, I have a whole other week left. So I got this, I have downloaded this audio book a while back. Um, I don't even know why. I must have had some Audible credits I needed to use before they expired. But it's been really, really good. And if you are leading a team, especially if you're a new leader um, or even if you're a veteran leader, I've really enjoyed this book. So it's by Brene Brown. Who Do you know mm. Brene? Yes, girl. She had a, I know. I'm like the last person to know about her. I just – again, I randomly downloaded this book, but I Googled her. And I'm like, oh, she had the viral TED Talk about leadership and yes. vulnerability and – so her book, and she has a couple of, a few different books at this point, but this one's specifically for managers, and it's called Dare to Lead, Brave Work, Tough Conversations, Whole Hearts. And I'm about halfway through it now, and I've been taking notes like a good student. And it's been really helpful. Like one, it's been one of, it's sort of an affirmation for some of the styles that I have personally 
adapted from my own management style, but it's also like given me a, a different way to think about how I speak to people on my team. And, and she does talk about um, being like vulnerability as a leader and how it's okay to show some of that to your people, especially because I'm about to give birth. And that's, I can't think of anything more vulnerable than becoming a new mom um, mm-hmm. and also leading a team. And it's helping me be like, understand, okay, it is okay to, like, I'm not trying to hide the fact that I'm having a baby. I can still be a boss and a mom. Um, and I can still open up about, you know, why I'm going to be out for a few days or a few hours to go to doctor's appointments. And I shouldn't be ashamed of that. And um, so it's been, it's good. I rec- I highly, highly recommend it. It's been really great so far. So it's Dare to Lead, Brave Work, Tough Conversations, Whole Hearts. And the audiobook is good. It's not boring. I like that she reads it herself and she's got a really good like presence to her voice. It's very like she conversational. Does. Yes. I love Brene Brown, honestly. Like I, I watched that viral TED talk and it was like, wait. I feel I think I was so weeping. behind. <laughs> I feel so behind the world. <laughs> I'm caught up now. No. Yeah, she's awesome. And since then she's just exploded all over everywhere. She's just really dope. So yes, yeah, so maybe I'll pick up that book. I've not, that's one of my things, my joy things. Remember I said um, earlier, like make a list of things that bring you joy. Like I used to be such a big reader and now, I mean, not that I don't read now, but everything is like reading to learn more about, you know, these stocks to learn more about, you know, like marketing, but like reading just for the joy of reading. Like I have not done that. And so like, I used to like plow through books, you know? Ooh, I got a good and, one. What have, do you have a fun summer read? No, I don't. Summer's not over one. yet. Really good book. So it's a, it's a quickie little, I think I read this novel in like three days on the train, but it's called My Sister, the Serial Killer. And it's it takes place in Nigeria, so hey, Ooh. and it's about a, two sisters and one of them's a serial killer. <laughs> it's really? really good. Yeah, it's good. It's like funny. <laughs> it's a funny. I don't know, a dark comedy. I can't wait for that. I'm sure it's going to be a TV show or like a movie or something. It's really good. But I love it. okay, my sister, the serial killer. Okay, if you guys want I a little look- uh, quick, easy summer read, recommend it. Yes. Ooh, and please, you can definitely like at me, the budgetista, if you've got some really great reads. I like, I'm like, oh, I don't have like a specific genre. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a such and such. Like, I, I love like, like I love Malcolm Gladwell with all his books on research. I like, like, um, one keep, of my favorite books is. I keep buying his books and not reading them. I gotta read them. What? <laughs> I know. I'm supposed oh to want to. Re- I'm supposed to read them, right? I have audiobooks. I got the paperback. I need to read his books. I I'm the, it's really yeah. good. I don't know how he makes research. Like, it feels like a novel. You're like, tell me more, Malcolm. He's one of my favorite authors, honestly. Um, So his books are great. I love, like, of course, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. So I love, this is book called um, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, which is, like, one of my favorite books. It's very, like, Alchemist-esque, if you like The Alchemist. Um, But I also love, like, trashy, like, romance novels, you know? So I'm all over the place with my reading. So if you have a book that you just think is amazing, um, at me, The Budgetista, on Twitter, or even Instagram, and because I, you know, I, like I said, I don't have a specific genre that I'm like, oh, like I, yeah, I, I just love to read, although I have not made reading for pleasure a priority, but we off that now. We back on it. Um, so my boost is actually for, so as you know, did we talk about that um, VMAs that they were in um, in Newark? Did we yeah. talk about that? Oh, so if you guys didn't watch, there was a young woman named Lizzo who was amazing. She, um, she's breaking down all these barriers. So her, um, her song truth hurts where she's like, I just took a DNA test and the, the results came back. I, I'm, um, I'm that bitch or something like that, but it's amazing. Do you want so, me to um, sing it for you? No. Okay. Go ahead. No, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> just, you just said it. So like, I just took a DNA test and, uh, my results came back <laughs> and I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Yeah. Even when I'm crying <laughs> crazy. 
I got boy problems. It's the human in me. No, I'll, I'll stop now. Continue. No, dude. I'm like, I'm like, so anyway. You could add a bad bitch, noncommittal, yes. help you with your career just a little. Mm. Need to hold you down. No, <laughs> like saying it as if I'm just talking to my mom. Yeah, but continue. Yeah, it's I love so Lizzo. Honestly, yeah, she's amazing. And the fact that, like, she has, like, you know, the number one, because, you know, as you know, um, Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus for Old Town Road, I think he was, like, number one for, like, 17 or 18 weeks in a row. He broke, like, the record, Mariah Carey's record. Um, so, anyway, what I love about her is that she is quirky. She is talented. Um, she herself specifically said, she told Time Magazine back in April, I have to be that person because I don't see that person. Because of who I am, my story happens to have a message to it. The space I'm occupying isn't just for me. It's for all the big black girls in the future who just want to be seen. And I just was just like, go ahead, Lizzo. And she plays the flute. She's just amazing. And I just, yeah, I just, honestly, I'm just really happy for her. And, um, yeah, she's just, I just wanted to just give a shout out to someone who was like, I'm going to show up as myself and you will deal. Not only will you deal, you will love it. And we are loving it. And Lizzo, congratulations, mama. Shout out to Lizzo, her flute, Sasha B. Fluten on Instagram. <laughs> I guess I follow her flute on Instagram. It's hilarious. No, I, didn't know she had <laughs> I love that. You can follow her flute. Yeah, she's the best. So we had a great show. I thought we had some really great questions. Please keep asking your questions. Um, if you have not told a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend and her friend to listen to Brown Ambition. We love that you guys like tweet us, that you Facebook us, that you Instagram us. Um, and, you know, we just love keep, you know, we love showing up for y'all. Ask your questions, share Brown Break or Brown Boost with us. Cause quite honestly, sometimes I'm at a loss. So if you have a great Brown Break or Brown Boost, certainly like share them with us because we can read them out loud and credit you. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think that we are good. We're great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We will see you next week. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye, Tiff. Have a good night. You too. Fingers crossed the audio is good. I think it's good. I think so, too. All right. Bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.